Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montrager interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Montrager. Welcome back to How to Rock the Stage. We're back on Wednesday night once again, streaming live on multiple channels. And again, our mission, our passion here at Rock the Stage is to help you shine on camera and shine on stage. We always have amazing guests, experts, leaders, influencers, broadcasters, uh, and having great discussions about helping you shine better on whatever platform you're on. Tonight, we are going to get deeply into a discussion about the virtual stage, which is one of my big passions, but it's also about money-making and how to actually make money and turn this into a money machine. So get ready for a great show tonight. I uh, also want to mention that we're thankful for our special sponsor, the National, Speecher, Spe- the National Speakers Association is our sponsor each and every week here. It's great to be a part of the NSA Influences coming up, the year big celebration. They're going to be celebrating 50 years with the NSA. Uh, so again, thank you for making this all possible each and every week. But tonight we are going to be talking with an amazing leader, influencer, and about transform your virtual stage into a money-making machine. Tim Gillette is the founder of Simple Easy Marketing. He's a marketing expert with 25 years of experience helping entrepreneurs and business ex- business leaders excel in the digital era. As a sought-after speaker, consultant, and coach, he uh, empowers others to unlock the potential and achieve success. Transitioning from a long automotive career, Tim blends of creativity, strategy, thinking, and marketing have earned him the recognition of being a thought leader. Apart from work, he uh, loves touring the United States on his motorcycle, covering over 1 million miles, and he cherishes his role as a dedicated husband, father, and grandfather. Uh, Tim's committed to helping others thrive with their marketing as a visionary force and really lead out strong with marketing 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 here's tim 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 oh where did tim gillette go <laughs> oh we're on oh wait a minute we're on oh <laughs> and I, I i thought maybe you stood out to go for another motorcycle ride i i, I thought maybe you're back on the bike no no i i thought you were introducing someone else and all that stuff man. I, 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 I do have to ask what type of bike do you have well, I, I believe it or not, I got rid of the bike a few years ago, but I had Harleys. I had all the uh, well, they were all the custom Harleys. The um, they had a division called uh, CBO division, uh, the Screaming Eagles, and I always owned the Screaming Eagle brand Harleys. Um, my average bike was about forty to fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, that's why you rode it as long as you did. You had to get every mile out of that bike. Well, I'm one of the few people when I turn them back into the dealer to trade in to get a new one, they're like, you know, we could never resell yours because there's so many damn miles onto it. But nobody ever buys these special edition bikes and rides them. They buy them and keep them in their garage. I'm like, I spend that much money. I'm enjoying it, man. <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother fun night together. Yeah. You, you and I both deal with the virtual stage. And oh, yeah. I love the virtual stage. And my thought process is we are just now beginning with the real new way of the virtual stage. It's ever expanding in my viewpoint. What we're doing now will not be the same a year ago. 
No. What, what got you the focus on the virtual stage? Uh, a thing called the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> don't know anything about it. <laughs> Messed my world up. I don't know. Um, yeah, because before that, I was a solid, all right, I do live events. I do live events. I don't do virtual. I do a podcast virtual, and I don't do – now I don't do live events. I do virtual events. Totally flipped the script on that one entirely. And I think it was trying to reinvent myself and stay relevant during the pandemic. All right. Uh, would have been May. Our events were May and November. So May 2020, there was nothing. You weren't you weren't even going to the grocery store with then. No. And we were supposed to have an event. And I'm like, well, I guess we're doing it virtual because I'm not going to stop doing events. So. Was was that a hard transition? And I know now we live with it. Now we're engaged with. It, but was was that a hard transition to accept this as being the new normal? It was a it was a a learning curve for me because I had it down. You know what I mean? How to set the stage up? All right. How to get the hotel prepped? How to get your stuff lined up in a hotel and lined up and then back out when you were done? How to get people to go to the back of the room with their order forms? I mean, I had all that down. This was a whole new thing, all right? And um, our first one, you know, we signed five five coaching clients up out of it, which, you know, I was like, you know, wow. not sure if anybody's going to buy it because it's virtual and they can't see me and they can't shake hands with me and go have lunch. And five people signed up and joined the mastermind at that time. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> so, yeah. So here we are two and a half years. We're still doing it. You still believe in it because I was on one of your events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think this is the way of the future? Do you think this is where yes, the stages are back, but I don't know if they're going to be back the way they were. Is do you really um, believe that this is the new future? I never thought that I could build this as a business this way, and I think it was a a podcast interview with Bob Byrne during the pandemic where Bob said, "That's it. I'm not traveling anymore. It's the biggest thing I hated about my speaking career was traveling." And I'm like, whoa, that was like ding, 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 ding. Because I hate getting on planes. Mm -hmm. I hate getting on planes. If you told me, Rich, well, Tim, we're doing an event in Atlanta, Georgia, all right, and you gave me enough time, I'll drive to Atlanta, Georgia before <laughs> I'll fly. Well, and especially now, because yeah. it seems like everything's gone crazy with airline travel right now. Yeah. Um, and I've heard more and more people say the same statement that, it's not that I don't want to speak. It's not one I don't want to do events. I just don't want to get back in the tin can and fly. And if I can do it from my home, yeah, I can be in Europe, Australia, Canada, all here in one day, mm -hmm. and still be home for dinner. It yep. is a game changer for everybody. Do you find this almost more fun now? I love it now. Um, the end of 2020, uh, you know what I mean. I started to put put the lights in the studio and the setup up and you know new microphone. And it got to be fun, almost like that, the, the podcasters, you know what I mean? Who uh, over the past 10, 15 years, the podcasters got into their, what their microphone is, what their switchers are. You know, I have a button, a stream deck where I can push this button and shut my lights off. And, mm -hmm. you know, I love doing all that stuff because uh, it, it became a fun game. Yeah. Of how I can set my studio up. Um, you know, I'm, I, I want to say it's like, you know what I mean? It brought the joy back of speaking for me because I really was kind of done being a speaker with all the hassles that went with wow. it. And, 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 I, and I remember early on getting into speaking of, I interviewed Larry Wingett 
on one of my early podcasts and I asked Larry, I said, do you like what you do? And Larry says, no, I hate what I do. And I went, what? Because I mean, you think Larry wing it. That guy's got to be having a blast. Yeah. And he goes, no. He says, Tim, what I do is, as he explained, the whole routine. I get, I get, I get up and, and put my car at the airport. I get on an airplane. I, I got to stay in a hotel all for that one hour talk that I love to do. And I'm like, that's the, that became the, 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 the thing to look at and go, man, am I really that into it to go through all that, you know? Um, and in a speaking career, I was not a keynote speaker. I was a speak, uh, speak to sell. So I was speaking to sell my programs or speaking to sell, uh, to people to come to my event. And, you know, everybody says they want to be a keynote. I never thought about being a keynote because that just, that wasn't me to stand up there and be the Zig Ziglar motivational type. It's not me. I will tell you that right now. I love that, that challenge of, of charging up the room but I didn't want to be a keynote. Well, now when I learned this whole thing, it's like, wait a minute. The only way I'm going to travel is if you're paying me to be a keynote. I don't want to, and I'm not even taking the money. If I travel to speak to your event in, in Atlanta, Georgia, you're paying a charity, period. I will not do it without you giving a donation to this charity. And then you pay my expenses. I don't sell anything. I don't offer anything. I'm not, I'm not, because I don't, it's not my business model. My business model has changed. And I realized why not? Why not adapt and use that? If somebody really wants me to speak, let's donate it to charity now. I don't need the I don't need the speaker fee that bad. Wow! And again, many people are finding a new paradigm, a new way. We're creating a new path, and we're creating a new industry. Yeah, yeah. It it has got a lot of fun to it. And um, do you know actor Glenn Morshower? No, I, I know mm. Glenn. All right, I know you know Sandra, but Sandra and I know Glenn. Um, Glenn was doing an acting class. He had one here in Dallas. He was doing one in Utah and then one in LA. And every week he was rotating before. And when the pandemic hit, he learned the art of using Zoom to host his acting classes. And we watched a video one night where the video compilation put together of this acting class, you could swear these people were in the same room. <laughs> they were on two different continents and they did an acting scene. And Glenn said, I can teach acting now without getting in a live room. Why pay rent and do a live studio? Yes. And, um, I, you know, I had a client last year who was a commercial actress. And she did 90% of her commercial acting on Zoom. The world has changed. It's changed, yeah. So let's get into some of these tips and things that you've learned. I'm really interested to hear what you've learned um, about, again, maintaining the audience's attention, raising the engagement. Some people said we can't do it. And a lot of us found out it can be really powerfully done. What are some of the things you would teach us here tonight and share with us? Keeping your audience engaged is always going to be fun and it's always going to be uh, an adventure. Just period, guys. All right. But let's get facts. How do you do it? Yes. All right. How many times do you hear people give a great blah, 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 blah on how to do it? How do you do it? Number one, uh, when I'm actually, I use StreamYard for broadcasting my event and it tells me how many people are there in the corner. So I got to realize I'm watching how many people there are. And I've got to do things every time I speak to get somebody to write something in the comments. All right. It's about getting them to comment on something. So, Rich, uh, you know, you can ask this question. Rich, you know, last week you were talking about, the, you know, that, that Harley Davidson you were looking at. So tell me in the comments real quick, what kind of Harley Davidson did you buy? You're going to talk about it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the key thing that we learned from Zig Ziglar, okay, which he was a personal friend of mine, was help people get what they want. Help them talk about what they want to talk about. Engage with them about what they want to talk about. I guarantee you that if you actually have me in your virtual audience and you ask one question, I'm going to be typing away in the corner over there. And you know what that question is? So, Tim, I hear you got a new grandson. All of a sudden, I'm going to be talking away on that. Why? Because it's my new grandson, right? We forget when we want to engage our audience that it's not about us. It's about them. What do they want? And there's the biggest key in a virtual event is you've got to engage with the audience and what they want. You've got to be asking them things they want along the way. Get them to show up and talk about it. So, Rich, you, you, you sent an email to me. Well, Tim, what's this event going to be about this weekend? All right. You, you, you tell me what's going on. Yeah. I said, well, Rich, we're talking about online marketing. You know, was there something specific you were looking to learn right now? You'll tell me that in an email. Yes. And you can bet the bottom dollar I'm going to talk about it and mention you at the event. <laughs> now, I mentioned you, Rich, 10 minutes into the event. Mm-hmm. The event's four hours long. How long is it going to be before you check off and go to the bathroom? 12, 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to stay there to see if I mention your name again. Right. Yes. Every time. Yes. That's what all live audiences. Why do you go into a room and you see someone broadcasting on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, whatever it is, and you say, hi, Rich. And they bring the comment up on the screen. Yep. All of a sudden, that bathroom break's going to hold for a little bit because you're going to see what else they're going to say about you. Yes. Every time. Talk about the people who are in the audience. That's what gets them to engage. So the chat box is always open. This is a great way to segue right into it. You see my telephone number right here. My telephone number is open for you to ask questions via text if you want to do it that way. The mm-hmm. chat box is always open. Ask your questions. Give us some love. Raise some comments. We will, that's all part of the engagement. But you teed that up perfectly like, like a true professional. But, yes, that is it, the engagement. Call them by name. Read it. Show it on the camera lenses we can do here now with the Restream or StreamYard. Mm-hmm. We can make the engagement much more creative. What do you think is the ideal target for some of the streaming content now? Where do you go for finding it, securing it, growing it? Yeah. You know, um, if you look around on the web and everybody who's you – know, there, there's a million – I used to say this in, in the blogging world. There's a million bloggers teaching you how to blog, and that's what their blog is about. There's a million YouTubers teaching about how to be on YouTube, and that's what their YouTube channel is about. You know what I mean? There's a million Facebookers teaching you how to use Facebook. You know, one of the greatest ones I've seen, all right, for creating content, this guy, Roger Wakefield, he's here in the Dallas area. He's a great YouTuber, all right? He's a plumber. He talks about plumbing problems. Yep, the crapper's backed up. What do I do? You know? I don't. He doesn't get that graphic, but, you know, that's – being real on, on, on YouTube, all right? That's being real and teaching. We see and look for, I think, the easiest path to get out there. And we sometimes look at the fact, well, you know, Rich has a show and he's talking about rocking the stage. Maybe I need to talk about rock and roll, right? Yep. I tried that in the beginning. The only thing I had in common with rock and roll is I looked like Tom Petty. It was the only thing I looked like him. I couldn't play guitar like him. I couldn't sing like him. I couldn't do anything like that. But I looked like him. You know, and that's where we all get caught up in. Well, we got to go in and what the trend is. Yeah. I don't do trends, period. 
I don't do trends. Go on what you know. I could dig into anybody on here right now, probably ask me a WordPress problem. I could probably solve it. Now, I didn't start out being a WordPress expert. I kept screwing up my website and had to go fix it because I couldn't afford somebody to fix it. That's how I learned WordPress. Teach what you know. Teach the battles you've gone through. You know, right now I'm in the middle of a new challenge in life because I want to go, if I, I, I make this challenge work, I have something more now to mentor business owners in. So I understand going to the right fishing pond, being in the right place. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about the monetization of it because many people are in the right place, but this is the secret sauce now. They don't know how to monetize it. They're not aware of how to monetize it. Maybe they're not even trying to. So how do we make the money here? Well, that's the problem. They're selling snowblowers in Arizona. <laughs> I don't know if you checked last time I checked, but last time I, I seen them get snow, snow, enough snow in Arizona that they need a snowblower. All right. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know how long that's been. I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to be in Phoenix doing that. I don't buy suntan lotion in Minnesota in January. All right. Those are the first things you got to learn. That's right there. <laughs> basic 101, ladies and gentlemen. You got to be selling the people what they need and want. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a virtual event and yes, you're selling your coaching, we're all selling coaching, ladies and gentlemen. And I love it. Well, I coach people. Take that out of your vocabulary. You don't coach people. I help people get the website they, they want. I help people get customers they want by building the website they need. Mm -hmm. I help people, all right, get more business by using content to talk about what they do. Nothing in there says, yeah, Rich, I coach them on how to be. No. Take that word coach out. Right now, all right, I used to love it when someone said, well, I'm a life coach. I'm like, great. All it takes to be a life coach is to have a laptop and hang out at Starbucks. You asked about monetization of the virtual events. Mm -hmm. I host a virtual event where I can monetize it in one of three ways. Number one, I can actually get sponsors to come in. And I have done that. Sponsors, Rich, you sponsor my event. If you give me $500, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to mention your name. It's going to be up on the banner. It's going to be up on the website. You know what I mean? I can sell you a coaching or sell you a, a sponsorship package and give you something of value to get your name out in front of my audience because you gave me money. That's number one. I know a great friend over in Bali, that's what she does. She gets sponsors to run her events and that's how she monetizes and stays alive. And the money it takes her to take run that event is peanuts compared to what you and I do here in the United States. Mm -hmm. All right. And she can live on $100, $200 sponsorships. That's why she's got sponsors galore. Number two, sell a program that people want. You know. Now, now, now that's been said and that's, that's been said and that's been said. So yeah. before we just say that. Carve that out a little bit deeper because some people said, sell your program, sell your program. <laughs> but what does it mean to really have a program that people want to buy in your niche, in your space? How do you know that? <laughs> ask your client, uh, ask yourself what your clients are needing to make their business work. Mm -hmm. I was teaching podcasters and bloggers. My event was called Blog and Video Con. Podcasters, bloggers, video, live video people. The number one thing I knew that almost all of them needed was a camera, right? They needed yep. a camera. Well, I don't sell cameras. So what did I do to get people interested in coming to my event? I would go to your event, Rich, and I would sponsor the event. And then I would give away a free iPad. 
How many people want a free iPad? I mean, come on. If you're watching this live, put it right in the comments. I yeah. want a free iPad, right? That's one way to get people to find out what they want. They need a camera. If they're trying to enter their name to get a free iPad, I know that they don't even have the tools necessary to make the, the podcast. So I need to now teach them. This is what you need. And this is how you get it inefficiently, right? Next thing is, is what they, what they want. What does everybody want when they come to you, Rich, and want to be on your show? Usually they want to get amplified. Second, they want to learn how to do it better. Would you say it's exposure? Exposure. See, in one word, we can put it, exposure. Yeah. Right. Everybody comes to your show or my show. They want exposure. They want to reach my audience, your audience. Yes. That's why they're here. So how do I get people to expose? One of the things we used to do with the Tim Gillette show is at my virtual, my live events, even my virtual events, I still do it. I offer you an interview on my show. Not just an interview like anybody can sign up and be on the show. A special one. I'm going to prep you by help by interview you first to know what questions I need to ask you live on the screen to make people know who you are and understand you. Number two, I'm going to go over your outfit you're going to wear that day. Sounds like I'm selling a coaching program, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Third, all right, after we do the interview, I'm going to take that interview and I'm going to pay my ads team to take your information and run ads on Facebook and YouTube about you being me interviewing you and your product. And then they're going to come to watch the replay of the show yes, so that they can find that out. And I'm willing to offer that today for only $497 because normally it's $997, but it's only going to be $497 while I do that well, until the event's done today. How many people are going to jump on it, you think? You'll probably get two, three, four, maybe. I remember the first time I ever offered, and I watched this girl, Misty Gilbert, a great friend of mine today. All right. I watched Misty. Uh, she was in my mastermind for years. Not even finished my sentence, got up and took the, took the form to the back table and, and paid for it. And she's like, that's a freaking deal. Because I'm putting $100 of my advertising money, $100 of what you pay me into the advertising. Mm -hmm. I'm not just taking your money and interviewing you. There's a lot of people doing out there. I'm taking your money because I'm setting you up to be a better interview. Yes. And I'm then paying $100. But can we really talk really like backstage secrets on this one? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Again, because just go back to what you're talking about. Your right audience, the right phrasing, the right targeting, the right messaging. Again, we're here to help you shine on camera and shine on stage mm -hmm. so that you and your brand authority go up. So okay. definitely give us the backstage stuff. Rich, you paid me $500 to be on my show. I'm paying $100 to advertise you. Where do they get to see you? Everywhere you put them. On my show. On your show. So in other words, I'm helping you get exposure. And yes, mm -hmm. I'm charging you for it. So I'm making money onto it. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something to help people, yes, you should make money doing it. But yes, I'm getting exposure too because I'm now running ads to people who are looking for your product or service and they have to find out about you by watching my show. So let's talk about ads for a second yeah. because some people hate Google ads. I some do. people say they work really well. 
So are we talking advertising like that? Or are you talking PR, social media? What version? No, of I run ads. I run Facebook and YouTube, Google ads to get people to come watch the show. And it's like, I mean, imagine the show you're doing right now, just running ads to get people to come watch it. That's all I do. That specifically is because now I'm targeting, I took their words in the interview to target their audience. And yes, I did it because they're coming to watch me interview you, right? So one of the questions coming in is asking about, so how much do you ad spend? Because some people have tried this and it was a bust. So what sort of a package are you creating that gets the pop, the feed, it's worth doing? Well, as I said, I usually offer it for four ninety seven. I put about one hundred and fifty of that into the. It goes into the ads, and I pay the ad writer. I pay them another hundred dollars. Okay. So I'm putting two hundred and fifty dollars into it. All right, but only one hundred and fifty of it is ads. On one hundred and fifty dollars worth of ads on Facebook, I'm probably getting uh, upwards of maybe about three hundred to six hundred views. Okay. Let's be honest. All right, that's not going. You're going to get millions. No, you're getting three hundred to six hundred views, but. Here's what I, when people always come back, well, that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, but if you don't do it, how many of those 300, 600 people are going to see you? And when I run ads, I'm not only running ads to, to, to Facebook, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's not just, you're not, the people who, who know me see you. The people who know you see you. The ads get you in front of people that you and I don't know. Yes. Right. Right. And, does it mean they're going to buy? No. Does it mean they're going to be a you know, golden shoe in? No. But what's the law of averages? I know if I speak to a room of 100 people, all right, and I offer a $297 coaching program, about 20 to 30% of the people are going to buy. So you add that up, 100 people, 20 people buy, times 297, 2970, all right, and I have to split it with the promoter, I made $1,500. Right. That's not long, not law of averages. So if I'm putting you in front of 600 people, maybe out of 600 people, 20 percent might click your website and find out more about you. But so, if you didn't do it, how many would do it? So let's talk about that. Click that lead magnet. You have great guests. You ask them to give some gift, some lead magnet, something. You you talked about coaching, you know, the clothing, the room, their set. Do you coach it upon? You better have a pretty good lead magnet. Otherwise, it's going to go bust when you're done. Yes. yes. I'm big on getting lead magnets down. You are, yeah, And speaking of which, I mean, because we started this new company last month and, and just, you know, I'm doing a website for somebody the other day and they go, well, I like this website because they actually do a quiz. I'm like, do you have a quiz? <laughs> I'm like, I jump, right? Do you have a quiz? She goes, no. I said, her name's Carrie. I says, Carrie, do you think you can create a quiz by this weekend for me? She goes, yeah. I said, do you understand how big of a lead magnet that is in your field? <laughs> like, I can get a million people to come, come touch them, find your site, go take the quiz, and guess what? Now they're on your email list. <laughs> a lead yeah. magnet that works for them. That's it. You got to find out what works for their audience. Yeah, because a lot of people are just doing PDFs or doing the quick little thing, but it may not be for their audience. You do have to know what they want. We're going back to the beginning of the discussion, mm -hmm. what they want, how to touch them, how they impact them, because people have clicked and clicked and it's been eight and switched so many times. I know they have to have something good and worthy. They're, they're trying to sell snowblowers in Arizona. Yeah. 
right? Uh, truthfully, I have two big lists. All right. Number one, you're on it. You know it. It's my speaker list. A bunch of speakers. Why do I build a list of speakers? Number one, I can always tap into them to come speak at my event. Yep. They usually like that. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Number two is when I launch a new company, like my website company, I can send a friendly message to them and say, hey, do you know anybody who needs a website? Or I do something with somebody like Tom Ziegler from Ziegler Corporation. Oh, I love Tom. Tom is Mark. Yeah, yeah. Do you think my speaker friends would want to hear about that? They better. I, I, I <laughs> built a list of speakers. Yes. The second list. I built a list of people who wanted to be interviewed on my podcast. Everybody else is like, you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, be on my podcast. No, I got a list of 600 some people who were on my podcast. You had to sign up for my list to get on it. But but there's also a quality check there. Yeah. I mean, you're mentioning names that I know. Some of our audience may know. Some of them may not know. Mm-hmm. But there also is something there about the quality of your guests drives more people. You get more ad revenue, more sales, and more marketing mm-hmm. because – Sorry, not everyone is going to bring their A game and bring the best for your show, right? Yeah, they're not. So let me go to a different point here uh, because this is one that I think a lot of people got sucked into during pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we both launched, modified, did what we've done through pandemic. But technology is a big thing. I think a lot of people have bought, 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 tried the launch, and they overbought all these toys and gadgets. They weren't ready for them. They didn't know how to run them and they launched and they got lost in technology. How important is technology and how important is the personality, the brand, the leader of this? Um, I built my first show with a laptop and two earbuds from Apple. I did fine. All right. The shows are still up. You can go listen to them. They sound just as professional as possible. I did my very first interview that I was ever interviewed on someone else's podcast or show on an iPad. It's what I had. It's the only thing I had at the time that had a camera. All right. We get caught up in how much this technology does. I made more money in 2020 than I made in 2019 and 2018 combined. And the, and the world was shut down. Right. All right. Yes. My coaching clients know. Yes. I, 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 I jumped in. I went to my coaching clients and said, I got to find a way to help you this year. And because I focused on helping them, I made more money. Right. I have always been an advocate of this stop jumping on bandwagons. We have a world of people who will buy all the apps in the world. All right. And I go to an event and I tell them I'm doing something. They go, what's the app for that? Ready? I'm going to show you guys my number one app. Here we go. Here this we go. The number one app that I have used this app for so long, I can tell you it's it's the, the most modern technology that I use and makes me more money than whatever app you just bought on it on Apple or Android. There we go. Pen and paper, ladies and gentlemen. Old school yep. still works. I, I I still I still this is my operation. I'm a single sole proprietor type LLC. Tim's operations manager manual. Why do I have this? Because I build a system and then I find the tools to make the system work better. Instead of jumping, 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 adding, 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 which is what so many people did. Now, technology can be a big help, but you don't start there. 
you you just can't jump in the big technology and say, oh, that's going to automatically bring me the revenue and bring me the fans and bring me clients. That's not going to do it. Yeah. You you have to know how to do this first. Um, yeah. The I always say build the process first. Automate the process later. Right now, I'm in the middle of building a process. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. And 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 I, I, I hope we get time. I'd love to talk. I'd love to shift it and talk about this just a little bit. Yeah, please. March 25. I, I toyed with this idea for two years. March 21st, I'm watching my good friends, um, Jeffrey Wolf um, and Ken Walls. I don't know if you know. Them. All right. They're doing an interview and they talk about this thing, this new thing. Everybody's talking about the new thing. What is it right now? Everybody's talking about. Chat GPT. Anyway, Ken Walls says on the show, you realize you could go to Chat GPT and you could tell it, Chat GPT, you are now my CEO of my new company. This is what we're going to do. And then outline what we're going to do and then tell it, say, I don't need you to tell me anything, Chat GPT. I just need you to say, okay, that you understand. So I did that. And it told me, okay, I understand. Then I proceeded to ask it, okay, well, tell me how to write emails to get people who to buy my product. Tell me how to write an operations manual. Tell me how to, all right, and then I did that. The 21st of March, I started this. And the reason I did was I've wanted to do this for years. A couple of years ago, a TV show came out called Undercover Billionaire. A guy named Glenn Stearns did it. Now, I've seen the second version that went on in the pandemic. Didn't impress me as much as when Glenn Stearns did it. Yes. And I love that concept, being dropped into a foreign town and build a business in 90 days. So on March 21st, I said, I'm going to build a new company over the next 90 days because I'm building it online. Doesn't matter where I live. Building it online. We started, that's where we started. We bought, went on and bought the domain name, simpleeasywebsites.com. Right. Second thing I did when I did that was, all right, is this a trademarkable idea? I call my buddy who is a trademark person. Yes, Tim, we need to file for this trademark and move on it right away. What's your process? Another TV show out there, a guy named Marcus Lemonis did. All right. I forget what it was called, The Prophet or something like that. And he talked about almost every successful business comes in. They give you three options. So what did we do? We created a product line with three options. All three of our options are around hosting. The website creation, great. It's website creation. We got a deal. We create a website. We do it in seven days or less. We got your site up. All right. I I, I actually built in the past 24 hours, I built out 42 web pages, not sites, pages, individual pages. Whoa. Because I'm starting to put together the system to make this work. Start it out with, this is the process we're going to do, and how do we make it automated later? I'm doing that exact same thing with a company right now. And over the past, th- our first month, we took on six new clients. Six. I wanted to make eight. I'm happy I got six. We're in month two, all right, and I'm hoping this month to do 10 new clients. Well, and again, you're bringing your old school system, which I love because of the hand, the paper, all that. But you're also bringing the technology of ChatGPT to help you out. 
But too many people are not going to lean on the old. They're going to believe that chat will fix everything for no. them. And I think the big warning disclaimer is you still have to have the old with the new because you, you, you still have to make it authentic, real, personal in all of this. You know, one of, one of my... One of my one of my best clients in my and my mastermind program that I've had for you know, I've had this mastermind program for ten years now. One of my clients into it. She's, she's my number one success story. She's a Disney Imagineer. She wanted to get into speaking. She went through all the big speaker people. She hired them as coaches and got nothing. Mm -hmm. Didn't work for her. So then she switched and found other people and found other people. She does not discredit her process because her process led her to me. She sat down at my very first blog and video con with me, went behind the back of my green room and had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me about what she wanted to do. I said, not only can I help you, all right, but I'll show you some basic ways to get started that will blow your mind when we take away the starstruck from it and go back to basics. We took her back to basics. Our second year of doing blog video cons, all right, you know, the second year we did it was we did the first one, November 18, November 19. She couldn't attend because she was on a film set in New York doing a television show. <laughs> she was on that television show, all right, because she stuck out and built a small community little by little by doing Facebook Lives. Her Facebook Live, I kid you not, her very first one, if you go look at it, and I think it's still up, is she started by broadcasting this way, then turned the camera, and then after you start, it doesn't turn. Right. It stays. And the whole broadcast is, so how do I get this to turn? Why won't it turn? <laughs> That's her whole first broadcast. And she got on TV shows as a judge. She's on Outrageous Pumpkins as a judge. <laughs> Tim Gillette, again, so much stuff to pack, unpack. And again, monetizing is possible. The virtual stage is growing. It's not going away. It's only going to get more exciting. And again, simply easy marketing is your new baby. And, and maybe that's part of the fun of this new virtual stage. You don't have to do one thing anymore, do you, no. Tim? No. You can, again, you've got different areas that you play in, but a lot of it now flows through the virtual world, doesn't it? It does. All right. And just, I mean, think about it. everything you do, look for more than one way to monetize. All right. So, you know, in mine, it's, it's sponsorship, sell my programs. And uh, in some cases, my website company sponsors it. That's how I monetize it. And that's another trick we need to mention. And I do that very well with other partners that if we're doing it, we sponsor our own event, but we often yeah. don't mention that we're sponsoring our own event. It's a grand illusion, but it works as a funnel. It works as showing people this is worth buying into. It works on many different levels, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And and uh, one of my podcasts I do on Monday night with uh, with uh, Gladys Boutwell and I been teamed up doing this year and a year and a half now. We do a drinking podcast every Monday night. We have alcohol and and have food. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got some of my moonshine right here. So um, um, Gladys is an insurance agent. Insurance lawyers accountants to get on a podcast and talk about what they do. It's really tricky. They can't just get on and have an open conversation. It has to go through yes, you know, and get approval. So Gladys was all excited that she was on a podcast that she gets to do something she'd lo love to do anyway. And guess what? Her insurance company sponsors our podcast. Amazing how that happens. Isn't that? Yeah. Because she was a sponsor and my website company or, or, you know, even my, my event company was a sponsor 
another company reached out to us, this company up in Oregon called Mary's Mixers. They make Bloody Mary mix. They were our first sponsor and they called up and said, hey, we'd like to sponsor your show. Do you think we said no? <laughs> but if we didn't be the sponsors ourselves first, other sponsors wouldn't know there's sponsorship available. Well, and I think one of the takeaways of that area is, again, one of the ways of making money through your virtual stages is you got to have fun and you got to be creative. Yeah. Exactly. You have to have fun, be creative, think outside the box. And there are no rules for this industry right now. No. There, 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 there are no rules for this. It's open territory to do what you're describing. And I can tell you from my own experience, from your experience, it works. Yes. Oh. Tim Gillette, what final statements, comments would you want to have to wind things down, land the plane? How uh, We did share your social media. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, I, I kind of like everybody to tell everybody my website. All right. You can find me on social media. You Google Tim Gillette. You will find me. I'm just saying. But, you know, uh, you and I actually talked about Simple Easy Events. So yes. I'm going to say go to simpleeasyevents.com, Simple Easy Websites. Uh, my trademark is Simple Easy Marketing, but I do everything around it in that. Simple, easy websites. We create a website for you in seven days or less. All right. And we do three simple packages to make it work. And it's all designed to get your clients to do what you want them to do when they come to your website. Tim Gillette, thanks for being with us tonight. Everyone grab that link right there. It also is in the chat, but make sure you grab a hold of that and reach out and learn more about the Simple, Easy website. And again, Rock the Stage is all about helping you grow your brand and help you shine on camera, shine on stage. We love having amazing guests like Tim because they know their stuff. They've been around the corner and they do make it easy and simple. We want you to succeed in this new space of the virtual space. Come back every week, 7 o'clock Eastern time. We go live with amazing guests just like this. We also have the audio podcast now tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. This will be airing in audio format on Apple and many other podcast channels. You want to check this out, subscribe and follow. Of course, we have the YouTube channel. We have the website packed with a lot of great content. Reach out rich at richbontrager.net. That's rich at richbontrager.net. And we will see you back here 7 o'clock Eastern time next week with more of How the Rock Stage Live. Have a great week, everybody, and keep rocking the stage. <laughs>